This is Thrive Perspectives, an ever-growing discussion about the issues that shape our lives with your guides, Dr. Matthew Jacoby and DJ Payne. As we're recording, Matt, uh, I was rushing here from a previous engagement yeah. to get here on time, and you were running around. You were busy as well. You're running yeah. around getting on time. Yeah. And as we get here together, yeah. I'm like, great, fantastic, let's go. Yeah. No, everything has to stop and wait while you and my son play <laughs> Minecraft together. What's the deal with that? <laughs> What's I literally? Think you invented that. <laughs> literally. I'm like, come on, we're running late. And you're like, no, no, uh, wait, 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 wait. Look, look, okay. Drummond, look what I've made in Minecraft. Yeah. I was watching my, two- my, my My unwind, often late night unwind when my brain is fried and and uh, is that I'll sit there and t- tinkle away on creative mode in, in Minecraft because uh, my daughter and I are sort of building this world together uh, gradually and have been over the last 10 years. But I just built a replica of Solomon's Temple, like a giant replica of Solomon's Temple on Minecraft. Now, and I, I was really excited <laughs> to show Drum, your son. And he, was he not impressed? He was impressed. That's we were, right. Look, I want, just want you to note that. Yeah, he look, was impressed. We, we were both very impressed. Now, I've got to say, were you impressed that as soon as you brought it up, I was like, oh, this is Solomon's oh, Temple. I was massively. Yeah. You <laughs> massively, you. it's like, oh, so you didn't do Herod's Temple, you did Solomon's yeah. Temple. I'm like, mission accomplished. You actually, that actually made my day. Because that difference, not everyone would pick up that difference. <laughs> oh, man, what a couple of Bible nerds here. Oh, gee whiz, it's so tragic. It is absolutely tragic. I Look, and I do have to say, even though I'm poking fun of you for playing Minecraft with, with, with children, mm. Mm. I was very impressed with the world that you created there. It was pretty good. <laughs> so so much so that they've gone on, my son and, and, and Matthew have gone on and talked about creating a church Minecraft server. Oh, uh, yeah. So if you're from, fun, if you're fun, from fun. one, if you're yeah. from one yeah, of that's right. church. Yeah, yeah, church Minecraft, yeah. <laughs> if you want to get involved, let that's us know. Right. <laughs> church Minecraft server. Uh, because cause I think your son w- was in the process of setting up one. And, and, and you know, uh, my kids, well, like, that's the key they've ever been to engage with anything uh, anything to it's like the ch- church church it was like I've never heard the word church so many times in a short space of time than when they than when your son set and, up the and when you Minecraft. get an opportunity like so that, that you seize it <laughs> and you right. take it and you go with it oh that is too funny all right well let's let's get a little bit more serious there I had back to, to I, the real world back to not the, the Minecraft world. yeah uh, not the Minecraft world not to the, not, yeah back to this dimension this reality here um, Matt uh, we've got, as people have seen the topic, uh, mm. on, you know, as they downloaded this yep. podcast, they've seen the, the title of it, Civil Disobedience. Mm. Now, yeah. there's going to be a lot of thoughts coming into this podcast. Yeah, and, and, I, and I thought I would do this one. I, I think just uh, like I feel that there's an element of relevance uh, to this in the, in the situation uh, that we're in, um, which we're not, I'm not really interested in going into that in, no. in any specifics uh, today. But also, um, I guess, being generally aware and conscious of, uh, I guess, some cultural currents that we pick up as, as Christians. I mean, we're a society that is very uh, we're we're enormously affluent society, a high degree of privilege, yes, and a high degree of privilege, and 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 I'd say luxury. I mean, you know, the average person today lives uh, lives more luxuriously than a Caesar did in the first century. I mean, Amen. You think about that; that's just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, now, uh, the the result of that is that we we have a tendency to be, be very entitled mm-hmm. uh, as people, very rights oriented. 
Um, and, uh, well, in, in short, we, we can become a little bit like spoilt brats. Um, you preach it you know, to the choir. Where, where we, you know, we, we just expect... And, and, um, and I guess, um, you know, again, quite individualistic. And, uh, and I feel that people lose sight of a really fundamental aspect of the New Testament, which is so focused on on the mission of Christ, mm-hmm. they're constantly saying, uh, it's not about you and what you think and what you, like, uh, we're in a society, well, I have a right to my, yeah, that's fine. And the New Testament, that's fine. Keep that to yourself. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's fine. Keep that to yourself. Uh, but because as Christians, what you've got to understand, our, our, our lives, mm. and I'm not talking a part of our lives, but our, all of our lives mm. now represent Jesus. Yes. Whatever I do and wherever wherever I go, uh, I, I represent Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So, so I may have views about this and that, uh, but uh, I need to, and, and this is a challenge to me because it's, some, it's sometimes hard to keep this in, isn't it? Oh. Uh, you know, uh, is to say, oh, hang on a minute. Uh, th- this isn't. This is actually about what I think, and and I actually need to uh, r- recognize that. I actually represent Jesus, okay? yeah. and and I need to be really sure uh, if I'm going to um, be very out and out about something that actually that, that that I can feel like you know I'm representing Jesus in that situation. Now, yes. this is the this is this brings me to the topic really, yeah, and and look, we have talked about that uh, a little bit, and and because of this cultural pressure, you know, we've, uh, we've we've talked a lot about mission, keeping the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in a way, this is a bit of an offshoot uh, of that, and it's the issue of. Um, I guess Christians in society, and um, and there is a uh, there are two streams, uh, sort of two things happening uh, in the New Testament. Uh, it's not just the New Testament, actually. Uh, if you go back, for example, to the Book of Daniel, and uh, th- th- this theme comes up, you know, is the issue of persecution that as Christ- that as Christians we are going to find ourselves going against the current uh, in in some important ways. Yeah. Um, and because of that, because in a fundamental spiritual sense, mm-hmm. uh, that's that that is the case. Because we don't worship the gods of this world, and, mm-hmm. and that's very directly relevant to the New Testament ex- example. We need to, with everything else, really choose our, you know, not have irrelevant battles. Yeah. And uh, and um, and so what I what I want to try to highlight is uh, the place of where where civil disobedience. Uh, where we find that in in the New Testament, and uh, and the constant um, because of that, these constant calls in the New Testament, quite bizarre actually to modern sensibilities, and it's partly why I want to talk about it because mm. it really is bizarre. Yeah. In fact, it doesn't even it almost seems like oh, that can't be right. Like uh, because again, because we're so rights oriented, mm-hmm. um, uh, to look at those sections that. You talk about government and obeying the government and and civil, civil obedience, o- obedience. Uh, yeah, yeah, civil yeah. obedience. Okay, yeah. So, so that's that's kind of that's kind of where I, I, I want to go I love today. It. Now, <clears throat> and the thing I want to, I just want to say something at the start of this because I know people are going to be listening to it with their own cultural hang-ups, you know, their own blinders on yeah. because we all have them. Yeah. You know, we all have them. We've got to yeah. be be honest here. I really want to stress this. Matthew and I are coming in here with good faith. Yeah. And with one focus here to bring us back to the Word of God. Yeah. Matt, you don't want to push an agenda yeah. of politics or anything else. Yeah. Neither do I. Yeah. I want wherever you land on any view when it comes to yeah. modern politics, history, anything like that, 
my hope and prayer is that today's episode, what Matthew and I both say, will challenge everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. accordingly yeah, across the field. Right. Yeah. I don't want anyone to go, hang on, I know what DJ really thinks. He's actually batting for this side or Matthew's actually yeah, batting yeah. for that side. The only side I'm batting on, and I know your heart is yeah, exactly yeah. here, is is the winning yeah, side, yeah, which yeah. is God's side. Yeah, well, you, you and I off microphone, probably best, <laughs> have had some robust discussions yes. around this sort of stuff, and there, there, there are probably elements of, of disagreement. But we, um, uh, you know, but there... there I, I guess this is really getting across the fundamentals and yeah. how, how specifically uh, that that applies. Um, you know, we'll leave that to yeah. uh, we'll leave we'll, that to people. Yeah, this is this. Yeah. And dear listen, listen carefully. We want today this episode that you're about to listen to to challenge mm-hmm. you, and you wrestle with it. In every aspect, you yeah. come up to the decisions. It's a, it's what we, when we talk about a big topic like civil disobedience and civil obedience. There's ramifications for both yeah. sides that you need to wrestle with before God. Yeah, that's right. And and your community and your family and all yeah, that type of that's stuff. That's right. And I feel I feel there's there's a and and this probably brings us to the first because I just want to start bigger bigger yeah. picture. We are in a situation today that actually is is more like the New Testament context hmm. than most of church history. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll, what I mean by that is is this in. In the ancient world, and this is probably a difference, but in the, in the ancient world, everything had to do. Everything was religious. Everything. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and and it was and societies, um, empires understood that for our well-being, it's very important that we as a society worship the gods of our society, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and pay homage to them. And so. Um, there was enormous pressure on the Christian movement, particularly in the Roman Empire, that uh, attributed their success as an empire to the gods of Rome, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and they weren't they weren't necessarily opposed to adding new gods as long as you worshipped the the ones that they perceived yeah. to have given Rome uh, its success. Yes. So um, the the Christians uh, in in worshiping God alone, and this was also the case in some sense with with, uh, with the Jews, but the Jews had been around for a while and were more, uh, you know, a bit more established. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, you know the Christians were making a claim uh, about the preeminent that there is one God, mm. and that all these other gods are false gods, mm. uh, and 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 we should worship the one God. Whom we have access to through Jesus Christ, and and they declare Jesus Christ is Lord. So, so this was problematic in yeah. a Roman co- context, as you can well imagine. And in fact, the Christians in the first century were were referred to were accused of being atheists. Yeah, uh, pro- not because they didn't believe in God. We think of atheists now as someone that believe they you, atheists in that sense did not exist. No. Because uh, everyone believed. Yeah, in, everyone yeah. believed in yeah. gods. They were called atheists because they just believed in one God. Yeah. Uh, and disbelieved in the gods of and Rome. disbelieved in the gods of Rome. So yeah. that's why they they were they were referred to as as atheists. So so, so liken that you you set up that that whole historical yeah. moment there to say that we're living in similar times. How yeah, you, that's right. Yeah, how do you mean? B- because because um, there is a fundamental worldview clash between the Christian worldview and the naturalistic. Um, worldview that is the sort of dominant world picture in our in our society. Yes, um, and that uh, and and I guess we see that in a number of different ways. And um, often, you know, we'll talk about Christian values and Christian ethics, for example, to uh, our 
social context, not realising that because of the clash of worldview, uh, our our moral discourse is no longer intelligible yes. uh, to people. We actually have to go back to the fundamentals. It's actually really good for us to do that. Uh, I'm constantly getting it. You know, so so uh, why why do you believe in this view of sexuality and, gen- and or, or whatever, let's say, take an issue? And uh, instead of jumping straight to those, I have to say, well, I have to explain to you my worldview yeah. first. Yeah. Uh, Let me introduce this that, yeah, concept yeah, of right. God. I, like yeah. I'm not willing to just say, "Oh yeah, I think that's wrong." Yeah. Uh, but that's just un- but uh, that, that's just unintelligible. Yeah. I, I have to actually explain the fundamental worldview difference. So it's in that respect, uh, it's that worldview clash. Can and, I ju- can yeah. I jump in and give yeah. another another color to likening us our age to the to the Roman age? Yeah. Is that <clears throat> we live in a time like never before, even with the Roman age. But one thing that I see overlapping is for one, for, for all intensive purposes, we live in a world government. Yeah. You know, for the Western... Well, we're a glo- it's a globalised society. We're a right. globalised society. So when you say that there is a, you know, a, a consensus on an mm-hmm. issue, yeah. well, it really is a consensus. It's going to be hard to find experts, television shows, news reports you know, uh, political yeah. leaders, whoever, to, to, to vary off that p- consensus. The overall majority of people yeah. living in this world today, especially in the West, access to social media and yeah. entertainment, will all have a consensus going, you know, yeah. in, a, in a particular drift. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And on a previous, uh, you know, uh, maybe just an, a practical example of this clash of worldviews, um, but a clash of worldviews, but also uh, probably a good example of where obedience and disobedience can touch Mm -hmm. in in some sense is we did a previous episode on the change or suppression conversion bill that's been passed in the uh, Victorian parliament. Uh, When was that? Was earlier this year? Yes. Yes. Um, And, uh, you know, we we recognise a couple of things. We recognise that there were were things that were done that actually were, were, um, you know, were not what probably wise ways of doing things and and and, and we recognize that that the uh, that the goal of preventing harm and psychological distress all of that is commendable uh, and so we agree yes we always need to do things in a way that is safe for people that doesn't cause harm yeah. uh, but Honestly, if someone asks me to pray for them about an issue of sexuality, yeah. I don't care what the government thinks I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I, I am going to pray for them because I believe that uh, that uh, that life is changed. Spiritual life means change. It's yeah. like anyone can come. This is something I've said often at church. Uh, any anyone, you don't have to change to come to Christ, but you need to understand that when you that when you give your life to Christ, everything is going to change when yeah. you give your life to Christ. It has so to. It's, it's and it always will. And it always will. And because yeah. I, you know, I'm changing, you're changing. Yes. And we've talked about this a lot. It is you're talking about a life of change, and yeah. we don't, you know, a clash of worldviews. Says we don't nail our identity to uh, our role in society yeah. or uh, or particular desire orientations or or anything like that. Yeah. Our, our our identity, there is there is a, a human dignity ground in our relationship with God. That's what we stand for, and I'm and, and I'm not willing to let go of that. Mm. Uh, and 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 so that puts that will at times put us into uh, into conflict, civil uh, disobedience, and, and, and that's a, a little bit like. Uh, and so, and and because that that's very central things. It's you know that has to do with with f- the fundamentals of our faith. Yeah. Um. Because there's a because there is a um, 
because we're pushing against something there, we need to be very careful. And this gets us back to the New Testament, because in the New Testament, it was understood, you know, uh, at a very fundamental core level, we are making, we are challenging the belief systems of our society. Yeah. Um, and that draws persecution. I'm talking about a New Testament context. So, and this was the key thing, let's not fight irrelevant battles. Yeah. I, I look. I'm with. I'm so far. Yeah, yeah. 100 with you. Before you, I know you're dying to jump in the New Testament, and I know yeah, we're yeah. going to be looking at key passages. I want to throw some Old Testament stories yeah, out yeah, there yeah, really yeah. quick, yeah, if yeah. that's okay, to sort of give a precedence because I think as Christians there is a rich history in understanding this concept of civil disobedience. Yeah. And is there one of the questions I'd like to ask is is there a biblical Christian disobedience, and if so, what does it look like? Mm. And I think you might agree, Matt. So let me just give you some Old Testament examples here. Um, and you push, feel free to push back on any of them. In Exodus, yeah. we have, you know, um, you know, uh, probably the earliest example in the yeah. Bible of, of yeah. civil disobedience is the two midwives who come, yeah, yeah, and come up right, against yeah. the king of Egypt. And the king of Egypt says... Kill all firstborn. Yeah, that's boys. right. And we get a clear, we get a such a. Yeah, this is right. the beautiful thing of Exodus, uh, in in the writing there, the books of Moses. Such a simple way of describing it, but because they feared God. Yeah, they. I'm not going to kill. I'm yeah. not going to kill a child. And, it, and yeah. it wasn't because they feared the king. It wasn't because yeah, yeah. they did this. That's it wasn't right. any other social thing. God came first. The fear of God. We know that the fear of God is yeah. the beginning, beginning of wisdom. Now they then made up a great excuse of going. Well, listen, yeah, yeah. these Hebrew women are like fast, mate. They have yeah, these babies yeah, yeah. and get out of there before we yeah, can even yeah. get there. God blesses them and says, yeah. "No, you were right in civil disobedience." Now, did the yeah. persecution stop? No, the next verse yeah. says the king went then yeah, because yeah. The, he couldn't yeah. get them on board. He then went yeah, to the rest right. of Egypt. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. Example, example number one. Yep. Uh, let's, let's, and, and notice that that relates to a very specific and clear yes. mandate not to kill. Yeah. <laughs> not to kill. You, no, could, you know, it's that, that's, a, that's a good clear one. But having said that, the other thing is, uh, we know their names, uh, you know, however you pronounce it, Sephora yeah, and, yeah. and and Pure, or however you yeah. pronounce the name. Both of them lived as. Uh, as um, you know, uh, the the Hebrew midwives before the Ten Commandments were given. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. But they knew again. Yeah. They knew that this. Is, uh, yeah, this although is right. the um, the Noah the covenant with Noah yeah. was stipulated about no shedding the blood of a man. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Person. So they're living they're living yeah, under that. Yeah, they yeah, realise it's yeah. wrong. Let's jump to Joshua and the story of Rahab that we've already gone yeah. into in, in Thrive Deeper. Uh, Rahab, an unbelieving. You yeah. know, uh, uh, some sort of, you know, in in the culture of Jericho was probably involved in some sort of a pagan worship yeah. as a prostitute. She civil disobeys the yeah. you know the ruling yeah, people yeah. to protect the Hebrew yeah, spies, right. yeah. and she is blessed. Yeah, you know, it's a little Canada. bit like the um, uh, the very famous story of Corrie Ten Boom and her family, exactly uh, Christians during the Second World War, yeah. uh, protecting Jews. protecting the Jews, that's and there's right. hundreds of yeah. stories that's around right. that yeah. of right. Christians yeah. protecting the Jews there. Uh, you know, we got we've got um, really quickly Amos. I mean, the, we could talk about the prophets all day yeah. long yeah. Yeah. with the kings. I mean, that's yeah. a whole yeah. other thing. Uh, Amos is is in Amos seven. Jeroboam the king says, "You are now forbidden to yeah. prophesy yeah. Yeah. in the land of Judah," yeah. and he's like. No can do. Sorry, yeah. you know, civil <laughs> disobedience right. there. Which again, that's a very New Testament theme. Yeah. Uh, stop, you know, stop talking about Jesus. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, we're going to obey God rather than men. Can't do. Yeah, yeah. Um, tying into what you talked about um, with Rahab and, uh, you know, the, the persecution of the Jews in World War II, uh, Obadiah, Obadiah mm. the prophet, um, took a hundred prophets yeah. when, you know, the, the ruling class then were killing all of God's prophets. Yep. Obadiah took them and hid them, mm. 50 in each cave. Mm. 
mm. God looked after him with that you know, right, civil yeah. disobedience. Yeah. Um, you know, we can go on and on. There's a lot more. But the most famous ones, of course, that a lot of people will talk about in civil disobedience is the two examples we have in the book of Daniel. Yeah. Uh, Daniel with Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego uh, saying, no, I cannot bow down to that statue yeah. and then facing yeah, the fiery yeah, furnace. Right. Yeah. And then Daniel... Uh, and the lion's den, where the 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 you know the the decree is put forth, where you cannot pray to anybody else but the king, yeah. who is God. Daniel says, you know, well, I'm going to do what I've always done: yeah. open up my windows and let everybody see me yeah, praying yeah, that's right. to 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 this uh, Jewish God. So I think that gives us a great Old Testament pattern of the heroes of the faith, um, you know. Uh, yeah. of civil disobedience yeah. that we see picked up yeah. in the life of Christ, in the life of John the yeah. Baptist and the apostles, yeah. that same attitude yeah. of we have to obey God. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, we, we cannot, yeah. we cannot and those And those are all very, and, and, and the New Testament um, examples like it, they're all very clear ideas. I yeah. think what can tend to happen is that we can, we can justify civil disobedience. Like let's say, uh, I, I, you know, can't stand the, you know, the government, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm pay not going to pay. I'm not going to pay tax yeah. because I, you know, and 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 I, and I then, you know, put an interpretation. Well, uh, well, then paying taxes like idolatry to a demonic system, or so, or, or, or I do something like that I know, where, where I, know, I get yeah. to, I, you know, and, and so. I mean, those examples are all very clear and out uh, upfront uh, yeah. ideas. It gives it also, um, you know, lets us establish. And I'd love to have your comment about this because I think it's a fundamental <coughs> in understanding how the government works. I mean, we just I don't. We, this could be in a whole podcast itself. Yeah. But the idea, the biblical worldview of government, yeah, of civil government, yeah. Is it is it is established in the Bible? It's yeah, not like right. a foreign thing that we're going. Hang on, this is yeah, not. That's a good starting place, actually. So, uh, in the role of government. I mean, this is interesting. First, I mean, it's great actually to refer back to previous uh, episodes that we've done. <laughs> but we did. So this actually starts in terms of you know worldly government. There's a, there's that verse in Deuteronomy 32 that that. Uh, um, says or at least strongly implies that God divided the nations among among the sons of God. This almost this sense that God put principalities in power, allowed the, yeah. allowed them to take charge. Probably because originally they, they there were there was some jurisdiction thing or, or something going on there. But but there's certainly this idea that um, that human beings are. Uh, in a some in some ways entrusted to these powers that that rule um, with an accountability to God even though they even though they rule badly they still rule with an accountability to God and just so if you're new to this when Matthew says sons of God it might might sound uh, like he's yeah. talking about a positive thing yeah, yeah. no 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 the the Bible makes yeah, it clear spiritual that beings yeah, yeah negative spiritual beings yeah, yeah. you know who set themselves up as a God yeah. as God's in opposition That's to right, God's yeah. rule and so so it's understood in the Bible that uh, that rulers of people um that there's a there's a responsibility there that's acknowledged mm. and that's real you know what i mean so they are responsible for uh, for the things that for the things that they do and they're held accountable and if they rule badly they're accountable for that and uh, and so once you get into the into the new that's this sort of idea behind this new testament idea and i'll i'll get to that in a moment this um, recognition that worldly th- authorities, even though they don't acknowledge God, mm. uh, God acknowledges them. Yes, yes, as as being in charge and holds people accountable. Yeah, to act to obey them. So, what would you think? I mean, the the classic 
you know, what I've been taught, and I'd love to hear what you think, Matt, is that classic, you know, I don't know what to call it other than, you know, Christian worldview of, you know, what God has set up to rule man here on earth yeah. is the three-track or the three spheres, I don't know what you've heard it called, mm. that there is civil government, there is family yeah. you know, rule, and then there's church yeah. You know the three different spheres. What do you, you're rolling your eyes a little bit? What do you what do you think about that? Um, that God has set these are things yeah, that God yeah. has set up. God has set up yeah, the yeah, family, yeah, yeah. the unit to to govern yeah, yeah, in that yeah. way. That, that's, God, yeah, I mean it's it's basically it's basically okay. It's just sometimes where that goes is um, and how that's applied is is problematic. But but that's certainly true that there's you know that there's a sense of uh, a family sphere in which there's an element of responsibility yeah. uh, there. Um, as and accountability, in, as a, yeah, like and, and accountability. Said. You know, children obey your parents and mm-hmm. so forth. And and then within the church, you know, um, there's um, this responsibility of church leaders, and 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 you know that goes back to the leaders of the community of Israel yeah. in the Old Testament. Real responsibility, um, uh, and 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 then. You know, also with with government, you know, the yeah. same thing. There's a sense of real responsibility. So, so it's like the you know the the government are responsible for governing, not the people. The people yes. are responsible for obeying the government, uh, except when it clearly goes against. Uh, the, as in the, as the examples that you're that you've used, but otherwise, you know, it's a little bit like in like in an say in a um, to be clear, it's a little bit like in a. Um, uh, like a military situation, uh, take uh, Gallipoli for example. You know, uh, we commend the people at that at Anzac Cove that went up that hill um, because you know that they they you know they fought. They there, there was sacrifice. Uh, you know. They did their duty, you know. Even though the, it was probably, <laughs> yeah. it was you know, it was probably st- like a stupid tactic, you yes. know what I mean? But but they didn't get together and say, you know, and argue before they went up that hill, uh, you know, and argue, and everyone has their opinion. I don't, I don't, I disagree. I mean, that would have just been chaos mm. because they understood at, this. Our responsibility uh, is is to uh, you know is to do what our generals. Now, that's a very clear polarized example, yeah. um, but it highlights this idea that in that situation we hold the military commanders we hold them accountable yep. uh if if there was any mistakes in strategy or whatever they're the ones that are accountable for that yeah um uh, the uh, and w- while you know and and we might have a negative view of that whilst at the same time commending um the soldiers for going for up service. that hill yes, exactly even if they had oh gee i've got some doubts about this and i could yeah. get you know we'll get gunned but you know what i'm going to uh and so so this is my responsibility is to uh is to obey the the governing authorities uh responsibility is to you know set the policy and so um uh, so that that's a bit of kind of background behind what, what i think and and i know that sounds kind of sounds whoa like as a as um a, a very entitled sort of modern people where, where we all have our opinion. We all, we all, and look, it's a democratic society too. So, you know, we have the privilege of participating by virtue of, of our vote. Um, uh, but what we need to realise is that ancient societies were a lot more like that military example, yes. um, and uh, and so that's that. There's probably good place to segue to some of the New Testament uh, material that exactly. actually teaches on this. Exactly. So a, a key background, of course. Um, is uh, Jesus' responses to uh, to the Jewish ambitions to cast off Roman oppression. So uh, this is a very interesting circumstance because Rome had invaded 
the, the, the promised land. Mm-hmm. It was in the hands of pagans. Mm-hmm. This, for Jewish people, was was a, was um, absolute deplorable situation. Yeah. And they could not see how God would not cast the Romans out of his kingdom, so yes. to speak. When actually when Jesus came... He, he tried to get across them. No, God actually wants to draw the Romans into his kingdom. So, yeah, yeah. so there's a slight change of plan now. We're not going to do what the Maccabees did. We're not going to do what what David and Joshua did. Yeah. It's, this is uh, a slightly different plan yes. now with the Messianic age. So, so he, um, so he addressed a Jewish people who whose uh, desire, in large part. Uh, and, and very large and influential parts of the Jewish population, varying degrees, wanted to rise up and start a revolution against the Romans. Okay, mm. and and that, actually they did that the f- very famous Jewish wars, yes, uh, which ended disastrously. Now, um, so Jesus w- warns against that, and and he says things. For example, in the Sermon on on the Mount, uh, he says, "If anyone strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to." To go one mile, go with him two miles. Now, this is saying this to a people who are regularly uh, injured, robbed, and so forth by Roman garrisons in areas, yeah. right? And and who, and for that reason, a lot of the a lot of the revolutionary sentiment that was fermenting in Jewish society was because of this very kind of mistreatment. Yeah. And and so Jesus is pointing to something here that's genuinely unjust. Actually, yeah. uh, you know, if someone strikes you. Turn them the other cheap. If yeah. they are, if they put a load on you, which was the case, yes. you know, Romans go through with loads of stuff and they grab you out of the crowd and here, you know, walk all the way to Jerusalem with this on your back. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, go the extra mile. Yeah, go, do do more than they ask you, mm-hmm. um, and that is just it's it's. It's really important just to pause and recognize <laughs> how absolutely revolutionary yeah. uh, this idea actually was. So, uh, one, you know, he's talking about stuff that actually is, you know, I, I have rights here. I have this is actually wrong. What they, but no, but Jesus says, but go the extra mile. Yes, go the extra mile. Um, so, uh, so that's the background. Then, you know, and and of course. Jesus exemplified that himself, right? I mean, he, you know, when he was, um, when he was seized in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, well, they were going to resist arrest, and you know, because it was wrong yep. what was happening. Yep. Uh, Peter comes out with the sword, and Jesus said, "Peter, put the sword down, right? I'm not resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go, th- I'm going to actually go through. I'm going to cooperate with this yeah. uh, completely, mm. even though it's completely wrong. I'm going to, I'm going to go through with this. Yeah. Uh, and so th- this is why Paul then says to the New Testament church. Uh, have the same mindset as mm. Jesus Christ, mm. who being in very nature God, this is Philippians chapter 2, being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Uh, rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So what he's saying, um, uh, Jesus had divine right, divine rights, mm. right? But he wasn't going to use that to his own advantage mm. because he was focused on the mission. Yeah. This is what this is what Paul's getting. He was completely focused. So he gave up all of his rights yes. for the sake of achieving the mission. Yeah. Okay. So um, this is then the, the background of some of the other stuff that's being taught then uh, in the New Testament. So first, famously, Romans 13. Um 
says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established, the authorities that exist uh, have been established by God. Now, straight away, people might say, oh, yeah, no, no, yeah, but, you know, but but our government yeah. is like, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're not like uh, our government, our, our premier or prime minister. Oh, man, if only Paul had... Okay, this, Nero... Paul's writing yeah, Nero. Let's yeah. just, yeah, yeah, Nero is the emperor at this mm. time. And, uh, you know, you could just do a little g- Google of Nero. In fact, uh, in in Revelation uh, 666, mm. in, in um, the sort of numerology that was used in those times where numbers equal letters yes. and each name has a number attached to it, yeah. actually means Nero Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> that comes out as Nero Caesar. Yeah. So Nero systematically persecuted Christians. Yeah. He, he was absolute, the guy was a nutter, right? Yes. So he makes any uh, any person that we're dealing with in our society looks yeah. like an absolute angel, right? In comparison. Yeah. So and against that uh, context, um, you know, Paul is saying, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. Verse 2, uh, consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Uh, for rulers, so, so he's saying God has instituted authority structures, mm. Those who fill positions of authority, they are accountable for how they rule. Exactly. Right? They are accountable for how they rule. You are accountable for obeying those uh, uh, people, yep. except, of course, when it directly and clearly clashes with mm. uh, with um, uh, with what God is uh, asking of you. Okay. Yep. So, um, and as we've said at the start, this is often being said against the background of the fact that they're yep. not worshiping the Roman gods. So yes. he's saying, "Look, folks." Show yourself to be, you know, obedient yeah. citizens. And it's interesting. This is a very consistent uh, theme in the early church fathers. We have, you know, hundreds of yes. years of literature from the early church period, and uh, and I've read through much of that. And it's actually this. They stick to this very, you well. know, very yeah. well. Uh, you know, if if. Yeah, anyway, uh, so he, he goes on, um, he says, For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Uh, do you want to be free from fear uh, of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. Uh, for the one in authority is uh, God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. Um, and uh, and then so um, uh, tight in in Paul says to Titus in Titus three one remind yep. the people to be subject to rulers and authorities and to be obedient to be made ready to do whatever is good to slander no one be peaceable and considerate. Now this this brings me to the to the issue uh, to an even clearer issue and this is um, the sections uh, that address slaves. Yeah. Uh, in in the New Testament, this is an interesting one, because um, the uh, the Christians affirmed the equality and dignity of all people. Yes. Now that was not something that was agreed on in Roman society. Slaves were seen to be subhuman in some sense. Yeah. Uh, so so someone like Paul uh, really deplored slavery as a system, um, and and Peter and the and the other apostles, and yet. They say that they are saying to slaves, "Listen, your full dignity and humanity has been affirmed. Uh, in, but, but for the sake of the gospel, mm. uh, bear up 
under injustice yeah. for the sake of the gospel. You know, show yourself, uh, you know, it's like Jesus saying, turn the other cheek. So this is what it says um, in Titus chapter 2. Teach slaves to be subject to their masters in everything, to try to please them, not talk back to them and not to steal from them, but to show that they can be fully trusted so that in every way they will make the teaching about God our Savior attractive. Mm. So the, the the goal there is, is um, submit to this otherwise terrible system uh, in order that... Because because you represent the message. You you actually in that situation, you are Jesus in yeah. that situation. And what did Jesus do? You know, Paul's having having you the same mind that was in Jesus Christ, who made himself nothing, who didn't resist, yeah. who who, you know, went went along with something terrible unjust, but for the sake for the sake of the mission. Yeah. And he's essentially saying the same thing. This this is a good point to take a to take a pause having covered that. So let's just take a quick break and we'll get back into the meat and potatoes of Civil disobedience and, you know, maybe some, you know, the opposing views or different examples here that we can look at in Scripture. So let's take a real quick break here on Thrive Perspectives. Your old mate DJ Payne here, and I hope you're enjoying this discussion on Thrive Perspectives. Now, I've got a very special listener offer just for you, and I want you to do something with me, and we'll do this together, and we'll see how long this actually takes. I want you to open up a web browser, whether you're on your phone, your mobile device, you might be on your iPad, or even on a computer, your laptop. I'm sitting behind my computer here on the desktop, and what I want you to do is open up a web browser and type into the search bar there, thrivetoday.tv. So let's do that together here, thrivetoday.tv. Let's open that up. Wow, what a beautiful looking website here. Look, you've got the very handsome Matt Jacoby and, I don't know, this laughing goofball over here in a hat next to him. Right at the top of the page, you'll see thrivetoday.tv, listen, learn, grow, repeat. And then in a little box, you'll see listeners special offer. I want you to click on that. Click on listeners special offer and it'll open up a new page or a new tab, a new browser window from uh, five online and that will show you our Deeper Places video series. Deeper Places, if you're not aware, is a wonderful book that Matthew has written and revised recently. Uh, It's about a journey into deeper spirituality through the Psalms. It's a wonderful book. And just a little while ago, on the back of the book's revision, the team behind Thrive, we were able to create a video series on the book Deeper Places. It's a great seven-part video session that takes you through the book and really outlays Matt's journey of getting closer to God through the blueprint 
that is the Book of Psalms. It's a fantastic series, if I do say so myself, and it's one I know that you will be really enriched with. So look at all the information there on the website. There's a video introduction that outlines the different sessions and the journey that you'll go on together. And I recommend this. You can use it as a family. You could use it as a Bible study group. You can use it even individually or just with a house church together. Whatever you've got going on, I know this will be a great resource for you. If you scroll on down, you'll see that it is regularly Australian $20 for the seven-part video series. It includes notes and PDFs and everything you can use to be able to do it. But here's the special offer. You add that to the cart, so go ahead and add that video series of deeper places to your cart, and then you'll be able to, on the next screen, apply a coupon. Let's put the word there, Thrive. That's your coupon there. It's a very special coupon. Apply that coupon, wait for that little thing to scroll, and you will see that you will now get 50% off. With the coupon Thrive, 50% off. Half price. And in Australia, that makes it just $10 for this amazing content. It's well worth checking out. Get in there, order it for just $10. You'll download it immediately to all of your devices and everything you need it to. It's absolutely fantastic. And for everybody else around the world, you can use it at 50% off. I don't know exactly what it is for other currencies, but here in Australia, it's 50% off, $20, which turns it into $10. An amazing offer just for you, our listeners of Thrive, and it's only valid till the end of September. So don't delay, get involved, get onto the website, thrivetoday.tv. Click on the listeners special offer. That will take you to Five Online, where you can purchase the deeper places video series for 50% off with the coupon code thrive and now let's get back into thrive perspectives You're back on Thrive Perspectives. It's DJ and Matt here. It's episode 41, and we're talking about civil disobedience and the biblical worldview of that. So, Matthew, you've just covered off, you know, some of the big hits in the New Testament, talking, yeah. you know, from the apostles' teaching, teaching us as the church to obey the government. Mm. Finally, you know, the leader of the apostles, you know, yeah. the, the captain of the guard, as yeah. it were, Peter, yeah, in, yeah. His, in, in, just, right. in his letters. That's right. So he says uh, in 1 Peter 2 from verse 13, he said, submit yourself for the Lord's sake. And again, the idea is in that situation, it's not about you. It's, like, yeah. it's not about, you know, it's not about your rights. No, actually, you gave that up by becoming, by, by becoming a Christian. You gave that up to Jesus, who gave up all his rights, Philippians mm. chapter 2, um, and so um, he says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority. Now, in that context, he's most probably uh, you most probably got Domitian in the background. Yes. Uh, and he was a nutter as yeah, well. He like, was let me tell killing you. Christians yeah, like crazy. That's right. So, um, so he's saying uh, submit uh, to the emperor as the supreme authority or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and commend those who do right. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the talk 
of foolish people. Yeah. Now, uh, what could the talk of foolish people be there? Well, look, if we go by later uh, going by later issues, probably this idea that, ah, oh, yeah, this is a revolutionary movement. Th- yeah. th- these people are going to, um, uh, you know, th- these people are more likely to stir up trouble mm-hmm. uh, and um, and to be uh, disobedient citizens. And yeah. uh, so the constant, you know, a lot of the early church uh, writings um, by the church fathers are constantly saying to Christians, you need to show that you are the model, the, citizen. The model citizen. You know what I mean? And, and go to the nth degree, even if it means that you're giving up your rights and you're doing, it's like uh, you, you need to, you need, for the sake of the message, yeah. just as Jesus did, uh, you, you need you need to make sure that you show yourself without and let's let's just bring into that context matt one of the reasons why paul and peter and other you know other authors here in the early church and the early church fathers were teaching about this so strongly is because and think about it locally think about it in your local situation you get to meet your local whatever you call them in your area your constituent yeah you know wherever you are and this person might be the opposite of a Christian, whatever that yeah, means yeah, in yeah, your yeah. mind. But if you approach them in love yeah. as a Christian and treat them as they are God's servant in this yeah. situation, they're going to yeah. feel a sense of, wow, this person really cares about yeah. me. Because it's not that we are in love with them. Yeah. It's because we're in love with God. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. and, we, and, we are, and we are treating well, we, them with respect. We, we are to love them, of course, yes. And, yes. and even honour them as our, as our leaders. Yeah. Because, of what, because of our backdrop yeah. of what we believe yeah, which God is, is doing. Which is so countercultural in Australian. Yes. Honestly, Australian culture is just <laughs> absolutely slam our lead. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's like a cultural... Uh, the tall poppy syndrome yeah, works very, just very... a cultural thing. So yeah. he... It's interesting that Peter then, he also goes on to address slaves. Again, uh, those who are under masters in a really, in a situation that Peter would have deplored. Yes. And yet he says, slaves in reverent fear of God, submit yourselves to your masters, right? Uh, Not only those who are good and Mm. considerate, but also those who are harsh. Mm. For it is commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they are conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you are called because Christ suffered for you, yeah. leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Yeah. Now, the, the, so I, I, so far we're all totally on yeah, board. Yeah, we, love, yeah. we love this here. But the New Testament also, and even in those same letters, in Romans and Peter and everything, these apostles in their life and what they were known yeah. for and even how they died was in your opposition. Yeah. They were executed by the government. Yeah, yeah that's they were, right. so they, they, so you know. But see, see, like, and, and this is this is the this is where uh, the flow the the flow from from Christ's example. One of the very important things about Christ's example, and this is what the Gospels go to pains to show, is that he did nothing to warrant. Yeah. That yes. nothing. Yeah. In fact, he went to the nth degree yeah. uh, to to show otherwise. Same with the apostles. They didn't. I mean, this is. I mean, the apostle Paul, um, uh, you know, d- demonstrates this. You know, we see this in the book of Acts. Does nothing to warrant this. Mm. In fact, when he comes in uh, to Jerusalem, he does things that he doesn't even think. Uh, you know that he, he actually thinks. Are not only not necessary, but you know aspects of law keeping yes. that that he really wanted to put behind him. Mm. Uh, but he's, you know what? I'm just going to go through that 
just just to avoid the fight. When yeah. I go to a Jew, Jewish area, you know, he's got Timothy with him. Has Timothy circumcised? Yeah. You know what? Just to avoid the argument, we're just going to go with this. I mean, poor old Timothy. It's like, man, I could get an infection and die from this. Like, you, you, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, really? This is what we? Yep. Paul's like, yep. For the sake of the gospel, yeah. we're going to do whatever's necessary. And and I love the fact, Matt, that you stress this countercultural thing of submission. Oh, it's you know, so countercultural because yeah, because yeah. because this is something that is taught clearly in in yeah. in in and, so, and some of us who have been raised in the church, as soon as we hear submission, we we go to gender roles or sexuality roles and yeah. things like that. No, no, no. It's it's a it's a Christian worldview role is is about submission. Yeah. But our ultimate submission, and this is where I want to push back a little bit, a little bit here, yeah. but but I'm not yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know people are, people are wanting to hear the other side of the argument. Submission first is submission to God. Yeah. And so what what happens? We've and we've got examples of this. Yeah. When the governing authorities yeah. is asking us to submit to something, but God is saying, "No, no, you will submit yeah. to me first. And they're in That's opposition right. to like each worship other. these gods or or whatever, kill what, this person. Yes, yes. Yeah. whatever, whatever these things. Or stop talking about this particular yeah, subject. Yeah, that's right. Stop talking about this. So we see it again in the apostles' life, in the Peter and John's life, and yeah. Paul and everybody else. To um, you know that there is a sense in you know as as James teaches. Yeah. You know when it gets to a point where and I might be extrapolating a bit here, but I think it, I think it's in context. Like James te- James teaches, when the governing authorities ask you to go against your con- you know, go mm-hmm. against your conscience of what you know is right. Yeah. If you know, to him that knows it's to be a sin, and yeah. you, you know that it's against your con- it's sin to yeah, do it. So right. don't yeah, do yeah. it. And so we've seen that. I believe we've even seen that in the life of Christ. You know, yeah. with his governing authorities, yeah. he did what God was calling him to, even when it was yeah, in right. civil yeah. disobedience. Yeah. We see it with the apostles. We see it with Paul, and we see it throughout church history. Yeah. You know, and we don't even have to look that far in church history. Just even look back over the last, you know, couple hundred years, yeah. and we've seen over and over again especially us who are inheriting the Protestant movement, who are yeah. coming out of the vein there of yeah. Martin Luther, yeah. uh, you know, in the last 500 years, it is a history of civil disobedience, yeah. you know, of people standing up and saying, I'm going to stand here and yeah. say this, I can't do anything yeah. else. Now, how I believe, yep. as you believe, you know, and as, as we've agreed, mm. we've agreed here, the um, submission Yeah. Concept. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not just submission to government, just submission as a concept yeah, yeah. goes so against oh, our yeah, human yeah, nature. Yeah. Sometimes my argument is civil disobedience or standing up for the truth goes against our human nature just as much. Yeah. It's so much easier sometimes to say, Yeah, okay, I'll just go along with the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, everybody says that. Oh, I don't want to stand up and yeah. say that. Because that's in one in some form civil disobedience. Yeah, yeah. To be able to stand up yeah, and it's, say it's that. like a it's it's like the um, being uh, almost social disobedience in yes. a sense, you know what I mean, of being of being ostracized. But here's here's but this is also where the choose your battles thing is important. Yes, because I've 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 heard a lot of people um, claim persecution oh. uh, after being you know coming across in the most untactful, <laughs> bigoted, entitled, yeah. like uh, blunt way and and they've said oh but what i'm saying you know but oh but what i'm saying is true no, no but but you it's like um and and you know that they because of the way that they they're coming across and and because they're sort of saying things are true and yet they're being rejected and ostracized and and then claiming persecution oh, i'm being persecuted for my faith i i you know and, and 
Yeah, no. really, you're not being persecuted for you. You're being persecuted for being an idiot. So, uh, you know, we, yeah. we we have to we we really have to choose our battles. Like, yes. I, I will I will boldly stand up for uh, for the message of the gospel. Yes. And uh, that that is what I wear. I wear the message of Jesus. And I have a I have opinions about things. I have political uh, opinions about things. But I have learned because, you know, uh, the more I learn, the more they change. That you know what I mean. I, I'm actually most of the time wrong about most things. But like, <laughs> uh, you know, at least a As lot of things. Are. So you know what I mean. So I I've I've learnt that uh, I can my my opinions actually can be the biggest threat to my testimony yeah. as a Christian. So so here's here's where I want to wrestle with with this concept here Matt because mm. two, I want to throw two things out here to you that um Romans 13 yeah uh, there was a scholar that once said you know those those seven verses in Romans 13 have been the most abused verses in the, all yeah. of the New Testament and I looking at church history and and history in general yeah. I would go yes yeah. we can see that Romans 13 was printed up and preached by the Nazis very loudly. Yeah. They had they had government sanctioned priests and pastors yeah. on both sides of the uh, you know the Protestant divide yeah, there yeah. preaching out of those things in saying yeah. that we must obey Hitler. Yeah. We all know how that turned out. Yeah. Uh, it was also um, the most favourite verse uh, verse set of scriptures that was memorised by politicians in yeah. apartheid and yeah, preached yeah. by right. the leaders of apartheid. Yeah. Now again, we would look at that and go. Yeah, not and here's the thing: interesting thing uh, during the Nazis, and this is a period of history I'm really interested in, and I've read a lot about. And and it's interesting that that the Christians who had a voice were able to ha- have a voice because they because they obeyed and showed themselves good citizens to the nth degree. You know what I mean? To the very point at which uh, at which it literally went right against their faith, you know, giving up, uh, betraying Jewish, um, you know, people or, or whatever, you know, like those real fundamental things. Um, but they didn't just say, well, you know, we don't like Hitler. I mean, you know, because, you know, Hitler, Nero, Domitian, they're yes. all on the same, yes. they're all about the same level. If, if Domitian, in fact, I would suggest that if Nero and Domitian had the kind of technology that Hitler have, you, you, you would have had uh, something possibly even worse. But yes. anyway, um, uh, so so it wasn't just a matter of, oh, we're not going to listen to anything. We're not going to obey the laws of the land because we don't like Hitler. I mean, no. you know, um, but they, you know, uh, they, they still they still sought to show themselves good citizens. Now, there's an interesting example that's used here. Um, and this is the example of uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. It's a very famous example. Yep. And this was a, there was a debate between uh, Bonhoeffer and I think it was Karl Barth uh, because uh, famously Bonhoeffer got involved in the plot to assassinate Hitler. Right? Yes. I talk about civil disobedience. And he's a pastor. A Bible yeah, he's a pastor. That's right. He'd studied so, in America. That's right. And, and he, he was convinced, um, you know, based on a what's known as a situational ethic, that that it, it that there was ethical a Christian ethical kind of. Um, uh, you know, warrant for assassinating Hitler. And I get that, yeah. you know, but now the interesting thing is, <laughs> is when you look at the, the, the history, but, but this, there was, this was a matter of disagreement. Okay. Yes. Now, um, uh, because there, there were other really good Christian theologians that said, no, don't, don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Now, um, the ends don't justify the means. Yeah, that's means, right. Basically. Now, the interesting thing is, is that there were f- that that four times, there were four attempts on, on Hitler's life and somewhat miraculously, 
I, I say they all failed, and and I say write all letters into Matthew Jacob. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I say somewhat miraculously because yeah. Hitler actually so, saw it that way. Yeah, and and they are actually quite remarkable. They're you know, a bomb amazing. on a plane that just didn't go off yeah. when you know the the bomb under the table that yes. did somehow he, yeah. he it was barely you know. I know it's amazing, like, amazing and, stories. And you think, and even then. They thought we're risking our lives to kill, and and it like God doesn't seem to be coming to the party here. Yeah. But what we know in retrospect is that the the seed of the demise of Nazism, the necessary seed of their demise. Yeah. You what you look at any history, were actually Hitler himself. It was yes. Hitler himself. Yes. If it wasn't for Hitler, the Nazi regime probably would have gone on for a yeah. you know for a long time. So this is the interesting thing: is that that evil is its own demise it yes. self-destructs you know what yep. i mean and it's almost like um so so i kind of agree with those theologians during who, who were saying to bonhoeffer and you know i know bonhoeffer gets glorified and i actually love his work i yes. mean I'm, I'm a real big very big bonhoeffer fan but i do get the point of those who were saying to him no bon you need to leave that to god okay so this this brings us to uh, to my second point and i love i love that yeah, response yeah. matt that brings us to and, this. and look and, and just let me say because it, that's often that example is often brought up yes. to say well bonhoeffer yes. he was in a plot to kill yep. hitler so yep. what do you think of that exactly well that's what i think of that okay <laughs> now the second point that i would love to throw out there and it brings and it comes back to and you might push back against this is this idea of how the family how the church and how the state or the civil rulers, how we are supposed to relate to each other and see yeah. each other's, you know, spheres of influence. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's a bunch of different quotes I can give around here, but I, I think for us today, we're living in unprecedented times in one sense in, in recent history where the respect and the belief of the worldview of the church or the pastor, the priest, the teacher, yeah. those those God-given organizations yeah, yeah. and institutions are not just ignored yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's right. yeah. They are now, for some people, despised and openly mocked yeah. Yeah. and openly saying the only way forward for society is to actually eradicate these archaic, you know, institutions. Yeah. If for yeah. what for for, yeah. for you know, and again I'm talking about a particular, yeah. you know, yeah. strain here. And at best, now around the world church is lumped in with any community organization. Yeah. When we talk about churches, yeah, we yeah. might might as well be talking about the the RSL or the, you know, the the Rotary Club or anything yeah, yeah. because we're just another community organization. Yeah. That's how politicians see us today, which is different to even just a couple of generations yeah, ago. That's right. Yeah. So the question then goes as 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 Peter and Paul teach in those passages yeah. that we read out in in Romans and, and in 1 Peter. These institutions are given by God, and and basically yeah. the, the apostles are teaching that these are God's people yeah, that's for right. the job. Yeah. What happens? Well, uh, you know, uh, they, they they are they're supposed to be ministers of yeah, God. Yeah, the, the, the roles are God ordained roles. Yeah, me, just yeah. to be pedantic. I know, but be, but, yeah. but Paul basically calls them the ministers of God. Yeah, know? yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. they're fulfilling, yeah. let me make a point here. This is what I think Paul is saying. When they're fulfilling their role right, they are ministers of God. Uh, no, I know. I think. I, I think he's saying. In well, they may not represent what God wants, but they're you know because it's this idea that when God empowers, He doesn't disempower. Like they yes. they are. So they can get that wrong. Okay. And that and and here's the point: when they get that wrong, yeah. that's their responsibility, and that's and they are accountable 
uh, for that. So when is the responsibility, and I think we see yeah, clear, yeah. Clear, clear examples of this yeah. throughout history. Yeah. There is a time, though, for a Christian to stand up. And say no. And say yeah. no. And yep, say this, right. this you are you are supposed to be God's minister in this. Yeah. You're getting this wrong. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um now to each person, I think it might be different. Yeah. I, I, and this, this is, is where and we, this is but see, this is where the problem then is is because we we break this down then and we we can excuse civil disobedience based on uh you know, on, on my particular opinion about whether, you know, whether we're gonna win this battle by going up that hill. Yeah. You know, for example, and, and what I'm saying is like, uh, if, if you know, I as a Christian, if if the government says uh, w- we need to defend our freedoms by fighting a battle on this, you know, by by by, by war, yeah, by going up that hill. I'm well, I'm I'm using a metaphor. I'm yes, being okay. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I'll, yeah. I'll bring it back to metaphor later. Yeah, like, don't, no, don't, no, don't, yeah. yeah, I mean the. the <laughs> The That's issue of just yeah, war is yeah, yeah. A, is another whole topic, okay. but I'm using the metaphor of because it's particularly you know particularly clear in, in 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 a military situation. It's like you know the general says, right, soldiers, we're going up this, uh, you know, we're, we're going to we're going to win this, uh, or, or we're going to you know this campaign is we're going to go up this hill, right, Anzac Cove. Now, well, I'm I'm. I'm going to go up that. I'm going to go up that hill. Now I may have my opinions about whether that's the best way. But what would happen in an army if you know? It's like, ah, oh, yeah, no, I don't know about. They were all sitting around on the beaches, wondering, is that the best? Now, potentially, uh, maybe lives could have uh, lives could have been saved. But yeah. you know what? But we we treat those people as heroes yeah. because they did what was their responsibility, and we we and and we quite rightly hold those accountable who actually. Uh, had the responsibility of making those plans. Okay, but in that scenario, let me just uh, th- now th- that's a very that's a very polarized scenario, military yes. example, which is yeah. which is slightly different in a in a de- democratic society because yeah. an army is not a democratic society. Yes. But remember, the New Testament is not written in a democratic society, and the New Testament is written in a in a uh, situation where I mean, you had. You know, one issue for the early church was Christians, Christian soldiers, yeah, yeah. out on campaign, yeah. fighting against the barbarians, and the general says, "Right, go kill those barbarians." Well, I'm, you know, I mean, that's, a, we're, we're yeah, that, that's another into, topic. Yeah, that's yeah, a whole yeah. other topic. Well, let me. I mean, I won't go into scenarios, but let me, I'll read one more quote, and I want you to comment on this because we're running out of yeah, time. We yeah. might have to do a part two on this, yeah, maybe, because no, I, yeah, I think yeah. I think there might be a lot of questions coming out of this. Francis Schaeffer. Yeah. Now I love Francis Schaeffer. Yeah. Yeah, I know sometimes you like parts of Francis Schaeffer, but you're not exactly the no, worst. No, I like, I like, you know, I do. Yeah, yeah I do like. <laughs> you got to be Francis Schaeffer. You yeah. got to be careful. You yeah. know what you say. There's a lot of Francis Schaeffer fans out there. Yeah. Uh, Lutheran minister, and in in response to something that he saw happen in America in the 70s, mm. he wrote a letter and he said, "If there is no final place for civil disobedience, then the government has been made autonomous." Mm. And as such, it has been put in the place of the living God. And at that point, it, that point is exactly when the early Christians performed the acts of civil disobedience that they did, even when yeah. it cost them their lives. Yeah. Acts of state, which contradict God's law, are illegitimate acts of tyranny. Tyranny is ruling without the sanction of God. To resist tyranny is to honor God. And so the bottom line is that at a certain point, there is not only the right, but the duty to disobey the state. Yeah, that's right. And and 
and that's that underscores the importance of obeying the government so that when those points come where we need where we do stand in indifference yes. and even defiance that it's not like oh yeah but the christians are just they, they you know they just don't do anything that we you know what yeah, i mean like I, they're they're always you know uh, because you know again uh, i think what what we do is that we you know we respond in our very socially characteristic way as over entitled spoiled brats and then we christianize it yes uh you know we we, we saw oh, oh, but you know the like i mean you know we we justify it like that whereas actually um I, I think because there are key really key central areas where we stand we go against the current yeah um we really need to make sure that we are showing, we are going to the nth degree to show that in every other respect, we are prepared to be good citizens, mm. even even if it's even in cases where it's like like the slavery situation, even where it's not right mm. and unjust, unjust mm. that we're prepared to say, you know what, I'm just going to go with this for the sake of the message. I, I'm I'm going to I'm going to wear this injustice yeah. um, because uh, I'm going to stand I'm going to stand for the gospel. Mm. I I hear you again. I, 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 I well, well, that's what you know. I mean, because in the situation of slavery in the New Testament, yes. that's that's what he's saying. He's saying, but if, but bear if, that injustice of a terrible system, yeah, uh, for the sake of the for the sake of the message. But un- eventually, the church over you know by the church's influence, slavery was abolished. Exactly, and that's and that's. And that's and the point. Some, is and that parts of that was civil disobedience. People, Christians leading, you know, different groups in civil disobedience, boycotting different things that had had to do with slavery. So there was a pushback and a and a case for people in their conscience not yeah. being able to obey what the civil yeah, leaders. Those were things, those, those changes actually happened. They happened gradually through yes. the through the uh, positively erosive effect that that the christian message had on those what were essentially strongholds yeah and this is and this i think is the point of 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 why this is so important because eventually things will change but they change from the inside out once you change the hearts of people right uh see jesus comes you know comes to this person out let, let's say you know think of an imaginary person who holds a worldview that is just completely opposite to any their ethical views their all of their views it's are completely opposed right it's not hard to oppose jesus wants their heart like he goes you know and and he says when you're talking to that person you you've got you've got to go going for the like stick to the to the don't just Amen. I agree. don't put them off in all of these other ways um because the fact is when you know, it is his kindness that leads to repentance. It says in Romans chapter two uh, that when 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 they have that dramatic encounter with God, hmm. all of those things are gradually going to change. You know what I mean? Because we change from the inside out, and the systems. Uh, you know, I mean, people change systems, and so what we see uh, over time. Um, I mean, the first time. If slavery was abolished was actually in the uh, in the Middle Ages. Mm. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but it was actually a lot to do with the practice of communion because yeah. um, you know slaves and it was the implication of yes. you know everyone being welcome at the communion table, and that led to changing you know perceptions and and so forth. And then, of course, uh, the famous example is in the early eighteen hundreds. Um, 
uh, late late 1700s, early 1800s, uh, in which case slave that that was um, it was all done through it was done democratically through the existing systems yes. through parliament and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, uh, and and I, I think I think it's great that we have Christians involved in political processes, as was the case then. Uh, I think it's important that uh, that our influence is present and positive, um, and uh, and that we are also willing to uh, raise, be in some sense the conscience mm. of our of our nation. And so, for that conscience side of it. You know, there there does lead a time. And that, that doesn't, by the way, mean because often for some people that means just vociferating, wagging the finger. Yes. Uh, no, and this and this is the point that I really want to come to in all of this because I, I I believe you're with me on this one, Matt, and I think this is a biblical worldview that both submission, the examples we see in the in the Bible and in history of submission yep. to the government, yeah, even when you you know even when there's conflict there or you disagree with yep. different things. And then the examples of civil, civil disobedience that yep. we see by Christian leaders, mm. or or a, or a justice, yep. you know, right yep. righteous thing, both of those examples often lead to suffering. Yeah, for the people that are doing, whether they're submitting, yeah, or whether they're standing yep. up in 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 defiance. Yep. Both of those is we don't have very few examples of, and yep. then they rode off into the sunset and lived happily yep. ever after. Yeah. A lot of those examples, whether from the Bible or in history, is, no, they stood up for what was wrong and they were killed. They stood up for, you know, those civil disobedience and they were put in prison for the rest of their life. They submitted and they got wiped out, you know, type Mm -hmm. of thing. So maybe what I really want to push back, Mm. you know, because we've talked about how our modern mindset gets troubled about submission they get troubled about, uh, you know, civil disobedience. I think the biggest thing that we need to push and remind the Christians, yeah. of, you know, of is that God owns our life. Yeah. And by either one, it, we yeah. might be dis- we yeah. might be I, forfeiting right. our yeah. life. Yeah. I th- and, and I think the key thing to think, and I guess a, a leading question in every situation, is how is this going to serve the mission of Jesus Christ? I mean, and, and let's be clear on the – how does this serve the message, okay? Mm-hmm. Um don't unnecessarily be off-putting and, and you know, it's like uh, th- there's there's a certain amount that you're going to have to take on the chin uh, in order to gain the credibility to actually bring the message. And uh, and look, I mean, th- this is this has been challenging for me. I- I'm, I'm not great with rules. I, I um, uh, you know, give and me it- a bunch of rules and, and I'm... No, I'm not going to do it. And if you're not great with rules, I'm. I'm. <laughs> if you're not great with rules, then I'm way out there of yeah. like horrible. That's you right. Know. And I think I've I've just found. I mean, this has been really challenging for me, and I've uh, I've found myself now being deliberately more pedantic about keeping rules because I'm pushing against a sense of entitlement uh, in myself, uh, a sense of. Um, uh, I guess just a, a sort of rebelliousness. It's a very, as I said, it's a bit of an Aussie thing too. I mean, we're, we're not great at... But isn't, uh, isn't it funny where you feel challenged? Like I can see yeah. the look in your face now, and I know that yeah. look. I can see you're looking at saying, this, this is where the Holy Spirit is putting his finger in your yeah. life. Yeah. I feel the complete opposite. I feel that the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on my life saying, be ready for civil disobedience because you might have to give up your life about certain things. They're going to, you know, you can't keep submitting 
and you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, that's and right. May, yeah. And, and that's right. And and the and the fact is is that if you are just constantly disobedient in all all you know all sorts of relatively minor uh, yeah. issues, then uh, you, you've you, you it's white noise, man. It's yes. like it's just white noise. And I think and and I feel like we're moving as we move forwards, um, and we know from scripture that. Um, that there's going to be increasing polarization as we move forward, and I'm finding Christians fighting battles. It's like, are you si- you're going to fight that battle? Mm. Like, do you do you have any idea of what is actually up ahead? You, you, we're going to have no credibility if you know if we're the ones you know if if we're constantly saying, oh man, those Christians again. They just you know they're, they're, yeah. like I mean. We're, so, so we actually need to go, you know, if they ask you to go a mile, mm. actually go two miles. Like, and, and, and you know, to this point, unjust, even, you know, even in, even in unjust situations, mm. um, if they ask you to go a mile, actually go two miles. Just, just to show them that I'm willing to go to the nth degree to acknowledge your, because actually, in some sense, that places more responsibility does, on it them. It does fully, you know, it fully. And and when and then I will throw in the other side of it. And when you've gone those two miles, and like Paul, Peter, James, John, all the early yeah. apostles, when they chuck you into prison anyway, yeah, sit in there and be thankful and joy yeah. and, and rejoice that you've been willing. Yeah, you've been and it had you know, it, it had this it had that that martyrdoms in the early church had this precise effect because people saw the irrationality of it. These people are good citizens. Mm. These people didn't resist. They, they, they actually have have been such a blessing to society and they have uh, sacrificed so much for the common good um, and, and yet now, even then, because they won't worship our gods, they're being persecuted and there were a lot of persecutions that actually failed because the populations wouldn't carry them out yeah uh, because the, the church won the favor it actually won the favor of its society even though the you know the 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 emperor and, and so forth uh you know in, um mandated systematic persecution you know by the end of the the third century ad yeah they were you know Vespasian and and Decius and their persecutions were really ineffective yeah. because by this stage the Christians had shown this, themselves to be exemplary citizens bore up under way more than they ever had to bear up under uh, and people are saying this is ridiculous <laughs> what why are we you know why are we persecuting uh, these people but if they were just always just always objecting against every it's like they, they would just yeah get rid of them they're yeah. absolute pain in the yeah. neck I get you know, I, so that is the balance, and and I, and I don't want anybody to walk away from this discussion thinking that I am am championing championing at the bit to go, you know, with torches yeah, yeah, down yeah, the yeah, street. Yeah. <laughs> and Matthew wants to sign up to the military the next day. We're not sitting on those type of fences. What I, what I do want to say is is if I want to make you know this might be a future one, but the case for a biblical, um, and I think it looks the same, biblical submission. And biblical civil disobedience looks the same in that Jesus is put yeah. first. It is always, always peaceable, yeah. non-violent, full of love, yeah. and full of a great example to yeah, the population right. around them. Yeah, that's right. And I think because um, there's some people maybe saying, "Oh man, is that, are they advocating blind obedience?" Yeah. Is you know, because it, it, um, no, it's not blind obedience. I mean, Jesus when he says, uh, "Go the extra mile," mm. it's not blind. He 
in those cases, he's calling people to do what they know is unjust. Yeah. Yeah. You know, let alone I think our um, uh, our you know um, lack of humility in thinking that we always know better. You know, and th- I mean that's another big issue. Is this uh, is is a is a that lack of humility as well? I mean, every you know everyone thinks that they know better than us. Seriously, guys, as Christians, we've got to show some humility here. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like that we may actually not know better. So can we stop throwing stones, mm. uh, you know, acting like we know better and actually do what these uh, what the apostles are telling us to do and be prepared to do everything to make way for the message? This is, as we move forwards, we need to be increasingly gospel-focused, be absolutely preoccupied, as Paul was. I, I want people to know Christ. I want people to know Christ. And as I've... You said before, and one thing I would strongly say, be be humble and guarded with your opinions, but bold and open with your testimony about Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to Thrive Perspectives. We want to hear from you, so send us your big questions and ideas. Our home on the internet is thrivetoday.tv. You can contact us, download other shows, see all of our resources and much, much more at our website, thrivetoday.tv. The Thrive Today Network is on Facebook. Our Facebook page and links to our community groups are waiting for you. Just search and like Thrive Today page in Facebook now. Visiting the website, ratethispodcast.com slash thriveperspectives really helps us reach more people. So head to ratethispodcast.com slash Thrive Perspectives. We hope that these shows will challenge you to look at life from a new perspective and thrive. This was another DJP.FM production.